Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. How about a sweep of the Devils edition of Flyers Daily? With a shot through traffic, loose put the Flyers jam at home. They score! And jumping into the goal mouth and pushing it through was Nate Prosser. How about Nate Prosser coming back into the lineup? And Prosser's got his first goal as a Flyer to make it 1-1. Over the line, Hughes got a man with him. Right shot, and Carter Hart got over and made a save. What a save he made on Andreas Janssen. Connor Bunneman, good pressure, good hustle. Loose puck in front, Bunneman with a shot, and it's in behind the net. They score! Connor Bunneman squeezes it through Wedgwood. That fourth line just didn't quit working. Raffle may have touched it last, and Philadelphia snapped a one-one time. And welcome into your Friday, January 29th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Fresh off a two-game sweep of the New Jersey Devils, a 3-1 victory, the Philadelphia Flyers and a four-game road trip with a record of 2-1-1. They get five of a possible eight points on the trip, and they'll come back to the Wells Fargo Center to take on the New York Islanders on Saturday and Sunday, and then the Washington Capitals next week as well, a four-game homestand on tap for the Flyers. 3-1 win, goal scored by uh, Nate Prosser. Actually got the game-tying goal in the first period at the 9:23 mark, his first game as a Philadelphia Flyer, and that's an important goal for the Flyers. And then also 2-10 into the third period, it was Michael Roffel who had the go-ahead goal, ultimately the game winner. And at 6:26, the captain, Claude Giroux, uh, picked up his first goal of the season. He was actually credited with a goal earlier in the season, and then it was later changed to Travis Konecny. So Giroux gets on the board as well. And the Flyers skate off with a uh, 3-1 win and two more points in the standings. And what was a very busy night in the NHL, 13 games in the league, 26 teams in action, and every team in the East Division was in action last night. Let's go through the scores real quick. 4-1 the Bruins. They beat the Penguins. The Bruins now with a record of 5-1-1. After a slow start, they are steaming. The Rangers, in overtime, beat the Buffalo Sabres 3-2. Alex Lafreniere scored the overtime winner, the number one overall pick for his first NHL goal. He did it in style. The Islanders were out to a 3-0 lead on the Capitals after one period of play. Then the Caps rattled off five in the second, another one in the third, six unanswered goals, and the Caps end up winning that game 6-3. to three. Caps don't have a loss in regulation. We'll see them next week, and we'll see the team that they beat up on, the New York Islanders, Saturday and Sunday. And I can imagine Barry Trotz, none too pleased, giving up six unanswered goals and uh, ultimately losing to the Washington Capitals. The Islanders right now 3-4-0 and on the season. So with all those games in the books, what does it mean for the standings on this Friday? All right, here's the breakdown of the division. The East Division, Caps with eight games played. They're 5-0-3, 13 points. Two points up on the Boston Bruins, who've played seven games with a record of 5-1-1. Flyers also with 11 points, tied with the Bruins in that regard, but have played one more game, a record of 5-2-1. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins with nine points at 4-3-1. And, and the Buffalo Sabres, through eight games, 3-3-2 three, three, and two with eight points, one point back of the Pens. The Devils, the Flyers' opponent the past two games, 3-3-1 three, three, and one, and seven points. The Islanders, 3-4-0 and four, and oh, with six points. And the Rangers get a big two points. They're now 2-4-1 and one through seven games with five points, sitting in that bottom spot in the East Division. So big win for the Flyers. The, the standings can, can change rather quickly when you're playing teams in your division, game in and game out. The one thing I've talked about this before that, that we hate to see are those games going to overtime and shootouts because you're okay if you're in an overtime or shootout game and you don't win the game and you get a point out of it, but those three-point games complicate the scenario even more. All right, coming up, 
Coming up in this episode, we're going to get to some Twitter questions at the end of the Flyers' first road trip. We'll address those. But before we get there, let's talk to Eric Gustafson. Had a chance to catch up with him last night after the game. He had two primary assists, and here's my conversation with the Flyers' defense. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily, a couple of primary assists in the game is Flyers defenseman Eric Gustafson. Gus, that had to feel good to get that win, despite the first two periods without a lot of offensive pressure. Yeah, I felt good. Uh, we didn't play our best game today, but uh, I got two points of it, and uh, I think... Uh, Hard towards grading that, and uh, uh, we did a good job in the third. Uh, I think the first two was uh, not good by us, but uh, we get through it, and uh, two points. I imagine, I imagine some of the messaging from the coaching staff in between the second and third was, boys, let's shoot the puck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to do that more often. Uh, uh, it's not just this game. Uh, I think it's uh, when you look back at the – Last couple of games here, we need to put the net, uh, puck to uh, to the net uh, more often, and I think we did that pretty good uh, in the third. And uh, uh, if we start doing that, we have some skills in our team, so uh, I think uh, it's going to get uh, uh, it's going to get better and more wins for us if we put uh, more pucks in the net. Um, the, the goal that you assisted on the third goal to give you guys the two goal cushion by Claude Giroux, I, I love the play on so many levels. First, the face off win. I love the feed coming out of the corner from Jake Voracek to spot you. But what I really loved about it is the fact that you wound up, made the goalie think you were shooting it. He came out to make himself big. And then Claude gives you that target uh, for that slap pass. It's just a perfectly executed goal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you, it was a good battle and uh, with uh, Patty on the wall first. And uh, when Jake uh, uh, got the puck, he, uh, I think he saw me uh, before the puck came to the stick. So, I was just ready for it, and uh, uh, it's it's tough when the goal comes out like that so far, and uh, he was uh, wide open on the back door, so it's just uh, trying to hit a stick, and uh, uh, it went good, so it's, uh, it's, it was a per- perfect goal, and uh, it was a big goal, too, and we needed that. Yeah, you need that breathing room. Carter Hart tonight was really good in the game for you guys, and, and a bounce-back effort for him. How impressive, from your point of view, uh, was the goaltending you got from from young Carter Hart? Oh, yeah, he's great. Uh, uh, it's not just him, it's Moose, too. I think we have two great goaltending in that, and uh, uh, they, have, they have saved us a couple times when we have won games here. And uh, uh, tonight, too, uh, they have uh, they outshot us uh, the first two periods. So uh, I think uh, tonight, uh, Hartsey, uh, he was great. Uh, we needed him, and he stepped up for us. So it was great. It's a good team win. Last thing for you, uh, Gus, when when you look at uh, you know playing on the road this season, it's obviously different. You guys busted in the day of a couple of days ago. You come back home, you bust it back in today. Is it just kind of almost weird the, the way you guys handle travel right now with, with the COVID situation? Uh, I think uh, uh, you just got to go through it. Uh, there's nothing else uh, you, you can do about it. Uh, I think all the teams are doing the same thing. So uh, it's just... Uh, uh, it's just something we have to go through, and uh, I think we have it pretty good. So uh, it's uh, uh, always uh, just fun to get this win tonight, and uh, just have to keep going there. Well, you got a bus to catch. Enjoy the bus ride home. Enjoy the win. Best of luck coming up on Saturday, and thanks for doing this, Gus. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Congrats to Eric Gustafson. Uh, two assists, two primary assists. Really love the the one on the Claude Giroux goal. Just came in, made the goalie think he was going to shoot it, and then a slap pass and. Giroux's stick there just waiting for it. Gives him the target to hit, and it does it perfectly, redirects it in, and the Flyers uh, took the 3-1 lead at that point in the game. A little cushion, and that had to feel good uh, for the team. The biggest takeaway I have of the game was the goaltending of Carter Hart. 
The team, through the first two periods of play, still not generating nearly enough offense, not shooting the puck enough and simplifying, as we've talked about here. Only eight shots in the first two periods. Four in the first, four in the second. And then it was pretty clear. The message from the coaching staff going into that third period was, shoot the puck. And they did. Even though they only ended up with nine shots on goal, uh, they attempted many, many more. And even when you attempt shots, if they get blocked or they end up wide, that could create opportunity. It creates variance in the offensive zone. And you can really pin a team by taking shots, shot attempts, all of those things. And the Flyers need to do more of that moving forward. We'll, we'll see. Coming up on Saturday and Sunday, they're going to face the Islanders. They're a stingy team. Barry Trotz has a very uh, lockdown defensive system. So it's going to be a challenge against a, an Islander team that's also going to be a little PO'd after blowing a 3-0 first period lead and giving up six unanswered goals against the Washington Capitals, and they're off to a little bit of a rocky start. Plus, the, the two teams faced each other, obviously, last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions. Anthony tweets in uh, at Spunky41182, frequent tweeter to Flyers Daily. He says, 5-2-1, that's the Flyers' record in the first eight. Uh, putting the rough Boston trip behind them, Hart stops 33 of 34, and Giroux gets a hard-fought, well-earned goal. Can we start feeling good about this team? Can we hang on to this momentum as a struggling Islanders team comes in for two? I, I feel good about the result. Again, I love the result. And professional sports are results-driven. And the result is a win. And it's two more points. And you got two wins in a row over the New Jersey Devils. But with that being said, yeah, enjoy the win. And I think that we should feel good about where the team is um, from a standings perspective but not necessarily a process perspective. Can you maintain this type of you know, winning at this clip if the process doesn't fix? Now, you're going to get some help coming back because Phil Myers uh, will likely return on Saturday. That looks up uh, very possible. Sean Couturier, as Elaine Vigneault said before the game and his availability, uh, he said is still a, quote, couple of weeks away in his mind. You know, Coots isn't on the horizon, but he'll be coming back soon enough. Uh, not soon enough, I should say. Uh, but that being said, Look, you have to find a way to, to get through it. They're getting through it right now with a record of 5-2-1. and one. That is good. Um, and the other part is is that you're 5-2-1 and one and you haven't played that well. They've gotten really timely goaltending. They got touched up in a couple of games. They had two six, they've had two games where they've given up six goals already, one to Buffalo and one to the Boston Bruins. But they're 5-2-1, and one, so that is a good thing. So, yes, uh, to answer your question, can we start feeling good? I feel decent. I feel good about the result. I don't love the process, and I just need to see a little consistency before I'm ready to say I feel really good. This is something that will take a little time. I've talked about this as well, where we don't know what this team is. We don't know what any of these teams are until we get upwards of that 12 to 15 game mark. That's when we'll start to know who's real, who's not. Are these issues just a slow start with a nine-day training camp and no exhibition games? We'll get all that information coming up soon. But the 5-2-1 record? Absolutely. Feel good about it. Colin Newby tweets in. He said, I'd like to see Ghost as the quarterback on PP2. Is there a progression period that he has to go through before he gets that opportunity again? Maybe a little bit. He missed a lot of practice time. Uh, he was basically quarantined for two weeks. He only had one practice before he even played on Tuesday. So uh, he hasn't been practicing with the power play. And there's frankly, there's just not a lot of practice time. And Eric Gustafson had, he has, and he's been good in that role. So um, I think that, that that'll be an option at some point once he gets to work on it and practice a bit, and that may take a little bit of time. Plus, you got to couple that also. Uh, if power play two isn't working well, then you make the change. If PP2 is still working well, 
with Gustafson, then you're not going to make the change. Uh, but if it necessitates a change because it's not having success, that's when his opportunity may come. Uh, Logan G tweets and he says, uh, Drew finally got on the board tonight, but what will it take for him and the rest of the line, the top line uh, to score on a more regular basis? Now, the Flyers are scoring quite a bit. That's something that has not been an issue despite the fact that they don't have volume of shots on goal and they don't have sustained pressure in the offensive zone. They're scoring. They have 15 third-period goals now. That leads the NHL. I mean, that's crazy for a team that seems to not really get a lot of uh, shots and and quality shots and a lot of zone time, Uh, but they are scoring at at a pretty high clip right now. Giroux on the season, he's off to a good start. He's not a goal scorer. He's got one goal and, and seven assists and eight points in eight games. That's a point per game, and it's still early, but uh, he had a goal earlier in the season. It was taken away and given to, to Travis Konechny because it, it was deemed that it touched him on that high blocker goal that he had a, a couple of series ago. Um, but look, eight points, That there's nothing wrong with that. Um, look at the top scorers on this team, the top talent. Jake Voracek leading the team in points. He's got nine. He's been unbelievable with this distribution. James Van Riemsdyk, uh, five goals already, three assists, eight points. Travis Konechny, five goals, three assists, eight points. Kevin Hayes. Three goals, five assists, eight points. So you got got your big horses are carrying it for you. I mean, you have one, two, three, five players with more than a point per game average right now. Now, look, it's still a small sample size, so I don't. That's not going to sustain like that. And you're not going to have five guys that in an 82 game season would have 80, 82 points, or in this case, 56. But those guys are getting the job done right now. They've been efficient offensively. Uh, Dave TX tweets in and he says maybe covered before, but. Uh, what are the odds we see Morin get a shot soon? Is it more likely he has to get some AHL time first? I would I would think that, Dave. He's making a, a change in position that's a really hard change to make. He He's a defenseman, always been a defenseman um, for most of his life. He's always used to having to play in front of him as a defenseman, and now he's moved to the wing, coupled with the fact that he's coming off uh, a couple of really bad injuries. I would think that they would probably want to see him in the AHL first before throwing him into an NHL game, but this season's different. It may not dictate that that's the option they have, but the AHL season is set to begin on February 6th uh, for the Phantoms against the Hershey Bears, so that might be an option as well. Uh, Christian Junta tweets in and says, do you think getting Myers and Coots back will fix the defensive struggles? Well, they certainly won't hurt um, because you're talking about two good players at all areas of the ice. So let's take uh, Phil Myers first. It looks like he's going to be back coming up tomorrow against the New York Islanders. He's a big, rangy defenseman with great uh, reach with his stick, can skate like crazy, get back into plays if he does activate offensively, is a bigger body. They don't have a ton of size, and he, he's got a heavy shot. And he plays, he's a right-handed defenseman and plays the right side. So all the, that absolutely helps defensively. And then Sean Couturier, that speaks for itself. I mean, he won the Selkie last year for a reason. He's one of the best 200-foot players in the game. And I've said this before, you you don't just replace Sean Couturier with another guy in the lineup. There's too many things that he does at an elite level. He's one of the best face-off guys in the NHL. He's one of the best penalty killers in the NHL. He can score. He is a a point-per-game player over 82 the last couple of years. He is a guy that kills penalties, plays power play, all situations, shuts down a, the opposition's top line, and often outscores the opposition's tough line, top line. So th- it's not an easy guy to replace. Um, they'll get better, but I think there's still some 
some issues beyond just those two players. The, the team, I think, just has to work more as a unit. And they have to, as a five-man unit, be harder on pucks, win those one-on-one battles, and come up the ice together. And Dave DePlumber tweets, and he says, how do they start playing as one again? To me, that's a big thing, Dave. Uh, they have to move their feet. They have to read the play properly. And I think sometimes you have to make the simpler play. In the game against the Devils, it seemed like they made a couple of passes on rush opportunities and odd man rushes before, right before they got to the blue line to enter the zone, and they were picked off. Carry that puck in or chip it and get in on it. Um, for a team that's struggling for offensive zone time, get the puck in deep and then start banging. Simplify that a little bit, and that could get them playing as one again, and everybody's got to move their feet. Uh, Patrick Bradley tweets and says, as encouraging as the third period was against the Devils, the Islanders coming here after blowing a three-goal lead in Washington is not ideal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's a t- <laughs> that's a situation where you know Barry Trotz has you know going to be able to bend the ear, and those players are going to have to listen to it, and they're going to have to make changes. Uh, they're in New York, but they're not off to a great start. They're three and four on the season, and uh, you know that's an interesting team. They're a team that when they got into the bubble last year, obviously had a lot of success. They got to a conference final and really presented teams with with the a problem of being so big and strong and they could wear you down. And got good goaltending. They got good defense and his defensive system as well. But in the regular season last year, they were a, a very up and down team, hot and cold. In the beginning of the year. They were incredible. I think they won 16 of 18 games from the first or second week of October uh, through the end of November. But then at the end of the season, before the pause hit, they, I think they lost 13 of 15. They were plummeting. They weren't going to make the playoffs. They were taking on water. Matthew Barzell was uh, benched uh, for an entire third period in the game. They blew a four-goal lead in a third period. and but so, so I'm not sure what the Islanders are, if they were that team that was in the bubble or they were that erratic team that – Last year was either really good or really bad, and this year's a new year, so I'm not I'm not quite sure what they are yet. They're one of those teams, like I said, uh, give me 15 games into the season, then we can really assess what the New York Islanders are, but they're not off to a good start, and when a team that's coached by Barry Trotz is known for defensive structure, very rarely do his teams give up six unanswered goals, especially when they had a three-goal lead in the hockey game. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this edition of Flyers Daily. We'll be back tomorrow. Saturday edition, two games this weekend. How about Saturday night and Sunday night, both with the Isles? It's going to be a fun weekend of hockey. Everybody, enjoy your Friday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Flyers Day.